Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Adrian Tan Show. Today is a special day because this will be the season two finale to my attempt in podcasting for the start of for the bulk of 2020 as well as、uh, the entire 2021. So in total, I've done 78 episodes and finally decided to coin end to season two podcasting many years ago. But I stopped after five episodes when I first started. I remember he was still with a friend who happens to be in HR tech, and we were into podcast listening back then, and we were thinking, why don't we do something ourselves? And he volunteered to. I can't really remember what was his contribution. I think in terms of equipment, because I still paid for the production work. It was fifty US dollar per episode back then. This was really many years ago. But after five episodes, and along the way, he also found something else. He moved on with his life, and I decided to ah、uh, maybe we should just stop because not exactly sure what the direction was. Ah,、uh, other than I enjoy listening to podcasts, the podcast host that I'm listening to sounds cool. I want to be cool, so I also do podcasts. So I stopped, and of course, COVID happens. I got myself a、uh, things like. A better microphone and all that kind of stuff, and decided, hey, I don't do Zoom calls every day. Why don't I try to use it for some other purpose, like rebooting my podcast? And that's why I did. For those of you who's listening, if you're interested to look at my setup,、uh, I'm using a Samsung Q2U microphone. I did quite a fair bit of research to find this one. And the great thing about this microphone is it actually comes with not just An XLR jack, which is what you plug into a mixer, you it actually allow you to plug it straight into a USB port. So I never use mixer. I would just plug it straight into my laptop, and that would take care of most of the acoustic. But of course, then you have things like reverb and all that, which is why you're unable to see this. But I usually do my recording on my bed. I will close all the windows, the door, pull my curtain because I'm hoping that the material of the curtain will try to absorb some sound as well. And that's really good enough. In today's context, actually, post podcasting is quite achievable for many people.、Uh, hosting is free. I host on Anchor, and for post production, I use a app called Descript. All this I'll put into the show notes. And I started with the free version. Then I think I needed the overdub feature, which essentially is something that synthesizes my voice. Because sometimes, if just one or two correction, or、oh, very lazy to. To really put up my computer, do my setup, draw my curtain, and all that, just to re-record that few sentences. So with overdub, I can just type out what I want to say, and the system can synthesize my voice. Not exactly hundred percent lah. So for mistake correction, it's still fine. For full sentence creation, a bit tricky lah. I will sound very much like a robot. And I was also reminded by Spotify recently. I've came up with more than one thousand minutes of content, and of course, over this period of seventy-eight episodes. Managed to speak with a lot of、uh, old friends, new friends, and of course got to learn tons of stuff. So in this epilogue, I hope to condense for you what I've learned over this period of time, and hopefully these are things that you can have some takeaway with, as well as to share with you some of my thoughts on season three. Will there even be a season three? We'll touch on that later. So firstly, some of the things I've learned along the way. Well, firstly, it's really just do it lah, just freaking do it. Before I start my current、uh, season, as with all things that I am not very certain of, I went into perfectionist mode, and of course, perfectionist mode is something、uh, a replacement word for procrastination mode, lah. So just jump into many rabbit holes, trying to find the best way to do podcasts. But ultimately, there's no best way. The best way for you to learn to do anything is to just do it. 
So no amount of reading or watching compensate you for the kind of experience you can gain through doing. So obviously, if I were to go back to listen to my first few episodes, uh, I would cringe. Not just from a production standpoint, production obviously got better and better over time, but some of the questions I ask is quite stupid. <laughs> and, but of course, the, the thing that I, which goes to the next thing that I've learned very well is it really teaches me and haunts me to ask the right question. Because by asking questions in a different manner, you can actually tease out the kind of information that some guests may be resistant to share, or maybe they'll share in a different light. Because truth be told, my angle for my podcast in season two has primarily been speaking with people who are HR tech providers, maybe some HR services. And all of them, honestly speaking, definitely may have some form of their own agenda, which is to promote their company, promote their product, so on and so forth. Uh, so by asking the right questions, you are able to make sure that the conversation is much more holistic, is much more wholesome, and not skewed towards just, oh, is my product is ABC, I have feature one, two, three, this is the solution, this is the price, and all that, because people would just space out. We've, and I personally experienced that in some of my earlier episodes, which is why along the way, I also gotten to put some time into prep work. And that's the next part, which is on preparation. You really have to prepare, not so much in the questions that you ask, but really on the kind of, let's say, technical preparation. Because as much as I know, okay, I have this good microphone, it's tethered to my laptop, I'm on a bed and all that. Most people may not know. They will just do it as they are doing their work, entertaining a Zoom call. But then you have all the background noise. You have the reverb. I remember I have a guest. I believe he was pretty nervous because he was holding a pen and he was clicking the pen throughout the whole conversation. And some people, maybe they are navigating notes on their laptop because microphone can be very sensitive. So it's very small little things like... All this, you should be able to hear that because I click, I was tapping very loudly on my laptop. All this will be picked up and it is almost impossible to remove during post-production. So I put together a deck uh, that I share with people. Please read first before we even talk about the ideation of the episode. Now, next thing that I've also learned is, of course, things get easier over time. After maybe about six episodes, I finally got used to listening to my own voice. This is really a very hard part because... What we hear on a day-to-day basis differ very much from how it actually comes out or how it's heard by someone else. So acoustically, is something that you're not used to. It's just like seeing yourself on camera. Even until today, I have trouble seeing myself on camera. But again, after some time, you are just accustomed to it. You're in tune with it. And initially, of course, some discomfort. But once you've built the muscles, things just magically become easy. Another thing that I've learned would be people are actually very generous. Not in the monetary sense, but not a single guest rejected my invite. And these are very busy professionals. Granted, everyone is working from home, but I, I think it, it is very easy for them to say no and focus on other stuff. But yet, every one of them is very generous to share their time, have a conversation. And of course, another thing that it led to, as I mentioned earlier on, is try to not have things scripted out too much, which initially one of my episodes, uh, one of my guests, he did that. He scripted out his entire response. Halfway through, we have to stop the entire recording because too robotic. Subsequent conversation came better. And, and there was one particular guest that I'd, I've totally forgotten to prepare. We had the best conversation. So I think authenticity really outweighs preparedness. So Trying to tease that out is very important. I think in the world of overproduction, high product 
production quality kind of stuff, people really crave authenticity. La. So even if the video is a bit grainy and all that, or even if the sound quality is not that good, it is completely okay because people just want that authenticity. Another four things I've learned, one is the all this content actually has led to quite a fair bit of opportunities. And this is something that I've learned when I started writing, which I'm still doing. And writing has led me to a lot of different opportunities such as my accolades to become known as one of global HR tech influencer. I've gotten my a job with a HR tech company. That was two jobs ago through my writing as well. And for my podcast specifically, I also managed to get a job. I got it early last year, although I've left the job recently, as well as many writing assignments, sponsorship, and new friendships, especially those are priceless. So I, I still maintain that content remains a very good way to publicize what you do and to really get all the intended and unintended benefits that come with it. Because of that, I am also spending some time to work on a LinkedIn course. This is related to sharing my personal experience in using LinkedIn to market myself. Of course, you need to have content, but LinkedIn is really a way to drive traffic. Uh, for myself right now, I have I think about 31,000 followers and all that has really helped me to drive my message out. So all, this will be in the show notes. If you're interested, you can check it out. And the other thing that I would touch on would be when people get, I, I think you can, you can hear, of course, you need to have content, but LinkedIn is really a way to drive traffic. Uh, for myself right now, I have, I think about 31,000 followers and all that has really helped me to drive my message out. So all, this will be in the show notes. If you're interested, you can check it out. And the other thing that I would touch on would be fillers like, um, right, you know, gets recorded until I replay my own recording. It makes things really easy for my listeners to listen to just the essence of what I want them to hear. And going back, of course, I it helped me to look at uh, really sound production in a very different manner. As I become more and more in tune with the acoustic aspect, I wouldn't say I'm an acoustic expert, but it helped me to better understand how certain, how sound behave, the difference between a wired directional microphone. As I mentioned earlier on, I'm using this mic, which I think is good enough for many people, how sound tend to absorb certain things. And it also helped me to understand when, especially when I look at movies right now, when I see them filming at a scene, and I, how come the microphone did not capture the traffic noise behind uh? And over time, it, and I really actually got to learn of this from a behind-the-scene uh, making of the Wolverine. Uh, Hugh Jackman was actually doing a dubbing of the movie that he was in. It, initially, I'm like, why he need to dub his own voice? Then I realized because they want to make sure that acoustically it sounds perfect, the actor has to redub again so that the voice will be isolated. And then, of course, to make it realistic, all the other background sound, background noise, they were artificially added in uh, and reintroduced. So similar to the traffic scene that I caught some time back, the actor actresses most likely have to re-record their, their speaking scene with all the traffic, subtle traffic noise introduced artificially in the background. So I think it also made me to be a bit more technical when it comes to looking at how things are being produced. And of course, right now, I'm also trying to dabble into YouTube, although it's taking a lot more time than I thought, but it also helped me to appreciate the technical aspect of things. So I think... As with all things, once you get into the deep end of it, you tend to get a better sense of the technicality and it helps you to look at things in a very different manner. But I think all in is really the ability to ask great questions and not just things that I prepare beforehand, but also things that I can generate on the fly. And this will really help me to make the conversation so much more interesting and enriching. So those are things that I've learned over my short 
podcast experience. I hope uh, you will find some interesting bits from here. And if you are always sitting on the fence, thinking about starting your own podcast, just do it. Just do it. But having said that, not I wouldn't say you if you want to do it for sponsorship, money and all that, it will make sense because ultimately, uh, podcast is... I, I would say it's harder to get monetization than YouTube. At least you hit a certain viewer. Uh, YouTube will start paying you money. For podcasts, there's no such thing. So you really have to grind it out. And especially for my podcast, which is ultimately still appealing to the Singapore audience to a large extent, Singapore is a small market for podcasts. B2B, even worse. So it's really more so I would see it as a, a project to put to practice what I've learned. And hopefully the experience, the knowledge I've gained can help me in other areas of my life. Now, moving forward, will there be a season three? I would say if I have to give a definite answer, it is probably a bit 50-50 right now. Uh, because of all the things that's going on in my life, I am independent right now. And there's just a lot of things I have need to wrap my head around. And I also took up a teaching assignment. The teaching assignment takes up a lot of time. I am hoping to reboot this, well, or, or rather to continue the season three, but definitely there'll be a certain different angle because recently I speak with a few people, some of my friends as well, and some of them actually have done quite interesting career switch. And those are stories that really fascinated me, like how someone just uh, pack up back, move to China and try to figure things out. Or one of my friends who went from IT, managing a team to become an executive coach. And I also got to know this lady who was doing comm and band and became an insurance agent. So those are stories that really fascinate me and I hope to cover some of them. Uh, in fact, most of them in season three, if there's going to be a season three. So whether there'll be a season three, just continue to subscribe to this podcast. You can get it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you have found my podcast interesting and you really like it, would appreciate if you can give me a comment. You can hit the like button on Spotify, I think. But if you have a comment that you can put into Apple Podcasts, that would be great. So these are things that motivate content creators like myself who are not charging anything for our content. So that will really keep us going. So with that, I'd like to thank you so much for being with me over the past one and a half year through this. It's not a two-way traffic because uh, I, I don't really get to speak with many of you, but some of you do write in to me and I reply to those messages. Hopefully in the future, if this really pick up, I may even start my own Telegram or Discord group just to making mix things more, uh, more interactive and more interesting. So until then, take care and I hope to see you guys in Season 3. Ciao!